0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it.
1: TNCs apply. Welcome back. Trot's life. Bit of a Kiwi classic is Mick Music's not bad either. Mick, mate, what a big day it was on Tuesday. And oh, I've, got a, I've got one standout question for you. But firstly, mate, how are you?
2: Helps at the races. It's nice and the, the sun's out and everybody can enjoy themselves. And we had a very balanced cup field. Um, Manners helped win the race, but it was a Australasian Quinella, which again helps the interest on both sides of the Tasman yeah. and some intrigue around some other things, like for example, Rock and Roll do galloping away. So, really enjoyable day, and we have what might actually be a better day of racing tomorrow because obviously we have the big trotters on the track as well, and the mobile start should help us see maybe the better version of horses like Rock and Roll do tomorrow. So. It's been a big start to the week. It's going to be an even bigger finish. We have the Greyhound Cup at Addington tonight. We have 13 races at Addington Harness tomorrow. And we have ginormous fields at Rickerton for the 1,000 Guineas and Galloping Cup day on Saturday. So, fair bit to go.
1: 100%, mate. Now, my one and only question that I really... we've been to, I've been saying for weeks... After the running of the New Zealand Cup, Trotters Cup, we will be anointing the best horse in Australasia. But I just didn't get that sense out of that race. Do you I, I Hello. just Yep, you got me or not? Oh, we just lost Mick. Um, unfortunately. Let's uh don't it's don't think it's us here. That might have been Mick. Let's ring him back uh live. Uh He's ringing away there. He might be... You there, Mick? You got us back again? I sure am, mate. That's all right. apologies,
2: Toby. We seem to have lost you.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now, my question is, I thought we would anoint the best horse in Australasia out of this, but after what we saw of Copy That in Victoria, this campaign... it's hard for us to fathom he's the best horse in Australasia and Rock and Roll Do probably didn't get his chance to really prove himself after Kelping away. So I'm none the wiser after the race than what I was before the race, Mick, and you give so much great clarity to these things. I'm interested in your thoughts on it.
2: First of all, I agree with you. I think there's no dominant best horse in Australasia. And what I've found over the last five years since we've started putting together very different types of racing, and one of those being New Zealand-based Zealand's starts thought it does not. Menangal has predominantly mile racing, which is a vastly different thing as well. Is yeah. I think the best horse in Australasia is a very fluid question depending on where we're racing. Because five or six years ago, Lazarus was clearly the best horse in Australasia, and yet he could have went miracle miles at Menangal. So I think... In New Zealand copy that's the best horse in Australasia when they race in New Zealand because his record in the last two years has been outstanding. He's won two New Zealand Cups and some massive handicap wins and he's he's been very good all the time. He just doesn't seem to like Victoria. He's been okay in Queensland. I think if you held all the races in Victoria at Melton or at mm. Kilmore, then Rock and Roll would probably be the best horse in Australasia because that'll be no lot starts. And I think if you go to Menangle, the McCarthy and Grimson horses get their chance to shine at something they do week in, week out. So I think the best horse in Australasia, probably more like the Gallops are,
0: yeah. where you don't
2: have one definitive horse, is getting to the stage where it's going to be dependent on what type of race, what distance, mobile starts, even left handed right handed. Let's not forget Alexander. The park goes right handed and some horses handle that better. So, yes, it's a very fluid question, which is good for punters, because smart punters can try and cash in. I, I wasn't in love with the copy yet a month ago, but yeah. he ended up being my top pick in the cup, because he's so good at what he does at this type of racing. So, yep, we managed to back one of the We'll change tack completely for the and the Dominion, which, of course, are now only 16 days away from starting in Victoria.
1: Yeah, I, I love your point, and particularly about the gallops. It's like having... Black Caviar's the best horse over 1,400. Winx is the best horse over 2,000. And McIvy Diva's the best horse over 3,200. We've just got that now in harness racing, you know, uh, uh, in present time, which, copy that, might be the best over 3,200. Well, King of Swing over a mile at well, angle. There's, no, there's no, and, no
2: better example. Yeah, go. There's no better example than the three-year-olds. I mean, Leek to Fame will outstay and Ravishin, Captain Ravishing yeah. will almost certainly take the to fame over a mile of an and that's also because of the breed. As we know, the breed is changing. You know, the better's delights are always going to cop a bit of distance better than some other horses, and yet you get a Captain Treacherous or, you know, some of the some beach some weirs and they'll be remarkably fast horses over the shorter trips. But also the fact that we're training them differently. The boys in New South Wales trained their horses differently from the people in Victoria and neither of those states give their horses standing start practice very often, whereas yeah. everybody in Zealand does. So you're producing different skill sets and different fitness levels and different types of horses for different racing, which we've never had before. And one of the big reasons for that is the change in the track size. It's brought that apart. But also Victoria canning, pacing, standing starts um, does have the slight issue of horses like Rock and Roll do not being able to show their best under those circumstances on Tuesday.
1: What about Majestic Cruiser? He has had some sort of a year, Mick.
2: He has. He's been remarkable, and he's a, he's mm. an old fashioned staying horse. He loves yeah. to follow the speed. and I enjoy watching him race. Um, he's in a tricky situation tomorrow in the free for all because, again, he's drawn the second oh, no. line, so he'll be back at the field. And those just to help them win. He's a funny horse because he can clearly get beaten in a free-for-all at Menangal if they go slow, and yet he could win a New Zealand Cup if they go fast. So uh, he's in an inter- interesting situation tomorrow, for those who don't know, the pacing free-for-all tomorrow. So he's Rock and Roll go from Barrier 5, Spankham 6, Self-Assured 7, Old Town Road, a Majestic Cruiser off the second line. They will need tempo. There will be tempo, but the problem could be the tempo may only be the last eight hundred metres. And if that happens, it doesn't become a swooper's tempo. It becomes a tempo that's incredibly hard to make ground around the last bend. So they need fireworks early, unless Natalie really pushes the button with Spankin. I don't see those fireworks coming.
1: You, so do you think Elder Wise Guy will lead because BD Joe's the stable mate's gonna be on its back? Or do you think Cranbourne gets across? Or do you think rock and, rock and roll do leads? Oh, I can't. You tell me. Who will lead this race?
2: Well, there's a story going on Harness Race in New Zealand and on the trots.com tomorrow and in the New Zealand Herald where um, Steve Delfer has declared they will be using all measures to hold the front on Ulta Guy. That's how they tend to drive anyway. Yep. It's not just because the stable mate's on his back. That's just what they do. That's how they operate. So that being the case, um, rock and roll will do almost certainly will be sitting parked. I, I put that scenario to Michael Stanley today. He said, I'm relaxed about that. We won the Victoria Cup there. I reckon he beats older wise guys sitting parked. And then it comes down to who's on his back and what they're able to achieve. I reckon they could be running home tomorrow. Last 800 on a nice day and 54 seconds even quicker. So that's yeah. going to be a really interesting test for those back in the field. Spankham's the one horse who can change the shape of the race. But I just think he's lost his absolute blazing gait speed. If he gets across to the front, A, he might hand to and bolt too. Also B, he might hand to Self-Assured. So Spankham holds the key in many ways because I think if Wise Wiseguy holds the lead, uh, there's definitely no handing it.
1: We've talked about paces and different distances and different horses. Sunday sun in the Dominion over 3,200 metres. It's been pretty formidable over the last few years, Mick.
2: Yeah, and look, they injected his joints, he had two recent gallops and they injected his joints and, you know, obviously it's legal, you're allowed to do it, and it turned him around for Kai Kura, which was about 10 days ago, and it feels like about four weeks ago, and he was far better there. And most importantly, Bolt for Brilliance is out of the race, uh, we'll get to him in a second, but Muscle Mountain has drawn barrier one. And I spoke to Ben Hope today and he said, look, I need to hold on to him early because he can roll into a gallop. He's almost given up any possibility. He could hold the front. He thinks he'll get crossed, which means if Sunday Sun behaves himself, he should be rolling to the lead, and that should be game over. So that's what I think will happen Uh, for the Dominion. I think Sunday Sun will probably get the lead, and Marcel Mountain could be tucked away two or three back if, in fact, he trots all the way, which is going to make it very, very difficult for him.
1: And you touched on some news, I think, related to the Inter-Dominion, perhaps. Bolt for Brilliance?
2: Um, yeah, so Bolt for brilliance. Bolt for brilliance is out of the Dominion. He gunks down his throat after his poor performance on Tuesday. He's been treated with antibiotics, so he can't race this week, obviously. Yep. Tony Hurley, he still wants to bring him to the Dominion, So he'll take him home, dust him off next week. Um, usually, ABs tend to work very quickly on something like this, and yeah. by this time next week, he should be fine. That would still give him a chance to be fast work a couple of times before he jumps on the plane the following Wednesday. Uh, At my best guess, I would say he's 80-20, 70-30 to come to the Interdoms. And, of course, the heats shouldn't be overly taxing for a horse of his ability if he's back to his best. So I think, effectively, he has a month till the Inter-Dominion final tomorrow. So if he's got a month, actually today, it's a month today, if he has a month, there's plenty of time, there's no need to panic, but they're just going to not need anything else to go wrong with him, Uh, and particularly in the next 10 days, but after that you would want him to get over there be feeling good about life. I think he'll, he's a horse who hasn't been sick a lot in his life actually so it was unusual to see him get crook, some horses get crook all the time and he doesn't I think they'll turn him around but we'll try and keep people updated through social media and SENZ and SEN on, um, on just what happens with him because he obviously holds the entire key to the end of the million trotting series even though he's been beaten in both starts in the South Island totally willing to forgive now because we know what the excuse was.
1: I don't think he'd have to – you wouldn't want to come into the heats 100% anyway. So if he works into a bit of more fitness after you know, this very short layup during Inter-Dominion heats and peaks for a final, it actually reads not too bad, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, I've still got no issue with him if he turns up and it's peak. Obviously, he could be too good for them if he turns up at his peak. But, um, yeah, we're going to need to get there first. The key factor of him is getting on the plane. If he gets on the plane, he's still got two and a half weeks to get to his peak, Yeah, but he's got to get on the plane because if he doesn't get on the plane, none of us matters.
1: Talk about getting on the planes. What about Brad Williamson? He drives at Maryborough at 12.47 today, right? I don't know if you're familiar with this. He drives at Kilmore tonight for a, on an Australian horse for a tr- local trainer, Justin Livingston, in race one at Kilmore at 5.03 p.m., and then tomorrow he drives Majestic Man... Uh, in 2.52 hour time in the Dominion. Uh, talking about getting on planes, I think Brad Williamson's doing a bit of that at the moment.
2: Yeah, and look, very ambitious young man, um, one of the bright young guns of Australasian Harness Racing, outstanding fella from a great family, so he's a sort of personal out of that in one piece. He's, he's a very um, fun-loving, ambitious driven young man, uh, as are his brothers Nathan and Matty, but Nathan and Matty have kids and Brad doesn't. So he just gets on with life and does what he wants and he's going to be doing that today.
1: Mick, uh, thanks for coming on, mate. That <laughs> was a pretty comprehensive wrap and tomorrow is another great day. So I hope you enjoyed as well. And uh, we're all pretty envious. It looked like a wonderful day on Tuesday as well.
2: Mate, it was. If, uh, if the listeners are looking for a bet, I don't know if oh, you yep. tip on the segment.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. going to
2: oh, tomorrow. Oh, i reckon yep. advance party I reckon advanced party can win the Phillies race tomorrow I think little Flyby will hold the lead and if it does I think advanced party's in the trail they'll need to be good to meet Mildred Nike because she's very very good but just the way the track's been racing advanced party maybe a little each way chance I think mean, if you're shopping with them today you might get 4.5 for her so maybe an each way chance tomorrow and race 7 number
1: 10 Race seven, number nine, advanced party is. Race seven, number nine. Barry Purden trains Zach Butcher taking the drive. Thanks for the tip, Mick. We always love a tip. Good to you. Toby, this week, mate. There is Mick Goulin, Uh Got the first at Maryborough. The first of the Breeders' Crown two year old Phillies Heats is underway. We might take the last lap of this race. We heard from uh, Garrick Knight yesterday about. Uh the expected ability of a horse called Al Marvella, who is actually uh, in this race. So after that we might just take the last lap of this race. It's it's at the moment last. I didn't see what happened early. Cognati, the dollar oh four favorite, is in front. So be interesting to see how this one of uh, Brent Lilly's goes. Uh, here, I think this should work if six I just turn six. this up. And Slocky McIntosh be great, him. mate. Romantic Call Nina.
0: Up. Last to the group was our Vella. The Kiwi bred Love You on debut. And tailing out the back, Sorella after that break. They head down the back. 32-4 was the second quarter. They've got a very slow first uh, portion of the race, but they're starting to quicken up now. Sugars has a good hold on Cognati. She's full of running down to the end of the back straight. Dichotomy is up, keeping her company, the stable mate. And third, travelling well. She's a whist, just waiting on that Sky Valley sprint lane to open up. Off the pegs in fourth Azara. The inside was uh, Vichy Bloom. Uh, galloping Azara there, also Romantic Nina broke. And getting through on the inside was Our Marvella. 29-9 that went down the back. Cognati and Dichotomy, the two stablemates head and head. And about to come up along the Sky Valley sprint lane. She's a wish as they head into the lane. Cognati with a kick. Dichotomy the outside running a race. It's the inside Cognati nursed along. Dichotomy's only a metre away trying valiantly. But Cognati, the Redwood one, winner, will win under a grip. Dichotomy second. 15 away, third. She's a wish. And our Marvella...
1: It's a tubs after... quinella and, yeah, <laughs> it did miss away our Marvella and got to the line really, really strongly. It's only run fifth, I know. Chris Elford hasn't moved on the horse. Uh, i would be looking. It's run fourth, actually, in the end. Uh, it's gone very nicely, our Marvella. Uh, i would be looking at the final, and if you can get something north of about $10 on our Marvella, uh might be worth a little bit of a play. Let's get... To a break. We'll come back the other side with uh, Jamie Cockshut, our great friend from Taz Racing.